What does it mean to live a cultivated life? To cultivate means to nurture and grow. It also means to try to develop a skill, sentiment, or quality. Losing my daughter, Aria, taught me that life is short, that none of us knows when our days will come to an end. How do you want to live your life? Who are the people that matter to you? Living with intention and purpose while navigating grief and loss is what the Cultivated Family Podcast is all about. I realized how important compassion for myself was in grief and how important compassion is for other people in their lives. What I want to offer is a message of hope, compassion, and love. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to another episode on the Cultivated Family Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hillica, and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. As always, if you could subscribe to this podcast or leave a review, that would be great. This helps other people who want encouragement, support, coaching and guidance in grief or in life um, find find me and find this community so I really appreciate when you do that and you share and spread the love before I dive in today I wanted to share about Aria's birthday as Aria's birthday was on Sunday and this episode airs on Thursday and I just wanted to share that like what we do every year we make a meal for um in memory of Aria at the Ronald McDonald House, she had surgery when she was a year old and hip surgery at the hospital. And so she was at the hospital and we used the Ronald McDonald House when we were there at her first birthday. Um, she actually came home like a day or two before her first birthday. So it feels really fitting for us to make a meal and to serve other people in her memory. Um, it's really fun to go and This year we had our boys come, our two older boys come, and they helped us do cutting and chopping of veggies, and it was it was really fun. And I think they they more remember the there was like a screen with some games on it, and so I think they remember that the most. But I hope to make it a tradition with them to serve other people. And when you are a sibling of somebody who has been in the hospital, then you are able to go um, help and serve in the Ronald McDonald House without the age restrictions. So Aria's birthday was really good for us. Um, We did that the day before, and I feel like every year it's been a little bit different, but this year we spent it completely as a family for most of the day, and in the evening we spent it with some really good friends, and it just is a really nice way to um, spend time with our kids and connect with our kids and each other as a couple and have a lot of good conversations and I feel like losing Aria really reminded us the importance of relationships and friendships and even just having fun together as a family and how can we remember her through connecting and doing something together so that is what we do for Aria's birthday I would encourage you to find something um, in some way that feels good for you. There's no right or wrong way to honor or remember your person on their birthday, but just find something that feels really right for you. Um, Maybe nothing feels right for you because I think a birthday is a really difficult thing to, it's supposed to be a happy time. And then when you're like, well, 
celebrating, yeah, I'm celebrating the person who's gone. They're not here. It feels really um, counterintuitive and sometimes really frustrating, but for us, it feels really good to have something that we do to remember her and honor her in her birthday time. So that is what we did. And today I want to talk about the things people say to you in grief. I feel like it's really easy for us as a grieving human, grieving person to get frustrated with the things that people say. Um, I think it's going to happen no matter what. Like there's just no way any of us are going to get through grief or to navigate grief without people in our lives making comments that hurt or we feel like they hurt us or they're being insensitive or they don't understand or they're like we take them so personally and we we get angry at them for saying that thing and then it makes other people nervous to you know to even say anything because they don't want to say the wrong thing and in reality I I think there's just no way you can ever know what's going to hurt somebody because what can be hurtful to one person might be helpful to another and so Right away, as I began, you know, trying to figure out how I can support people with grief, I thought grief education would be super helpful. Um, and I do think having more understanding about grief and compassion for people who are grieving is so helpful. But there's no way you can, you can, um, you know, t- teach somebody that this is what you can say, this is what you cannot say. So clearly defined so that somebody doesn't get offended or hurt because each of us are different and we take things differently and our grief is different and our experience of life is different and how we see and view the world is different so that's just my my starting off point I guess is that's what I used to think is how can we um you know teach people to say better things but really I just want to help you deal with people's comments um not deal with them better but be able to not be so affected by people's comments because that's the one thing I do know that we all will have comments in our grief that maybe don't feel the best for us um I I would say this is true for me I clearly remember the things people have said to me in my grief Um, there's a few comments like clearly God knew you could handle it because I know I couldn't you are so strong God wouldn't give you more than you can handle when grief came into my life I felt broken and stuck and I often wondered if I was doing this whole grieving thing right I was on a journey to get rid of my grief to be done with it and little did I know that grief is a part of my life now And that to begin healing, I really needed to mesh my life and my grief together. That grief is this invisible person that has come to walk by my side the rest of my life, and I cannot get rid of it. So how do you mesh grief together with your life? How do you know if you are taking steps forward in your grief? This is what I help you with in grief coaching. I help you create space and awareness around your grief so you can learn to have happiness, joy, contentment, and be excited about your future. Your story is not over. I truly believe that. Your loss is a part of your story, but you have so much life left to live. If you want to do the work and you are committed to working through your grief, I am here to help you and I truly, truly believe in you. 
To schedule a free 30-minute call with me, you can go to www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. That's www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. And quite honestly, I was blessed with the support that I received after Aria died, but some of the comments really did hurt. And so I want to just dive into this and talk about the more I've learned as I have navigated grief and as I've learned more about um, kind of taking ownership of my emotions and taking ownership of my thoughts and not letting others um, kind of have the wheel with that. I've learned that what other people say doesn't isn't what hurts me. Somebody can have an opinion, somebody can have a thought, somebody can say something, but it's really irrelevant to me unless I make it mean something. So the other people are not making me angry. Uh, they are not in control of my emotions. I am in control of my emotions and I am the one who is making me sad or angry or hurt, not someone else. And so I want to preface that with like, Grief really has a like a roller coaster of emotions. So I don't want you to like be like, well, geez, like grief feels uncontrollable and grief feels um, so foreign, which is so true. And I want to acknowledge that grief is its own version of heaviness and pain. And it really needs to be felt. And you don't need to sit and try to um, coach yourself in every single every single emotion that you're having because sometimes you just go with it. But I just feel like we have grief and then we can cause so much suffering on top of our grief. And we cause a lot of suffering on top of our grief by allowing what other people say to like ruin our whole day. So somebody says that, um, say somebody says to me that God knew you could handle it because I couldn't. And so then I get all offended at them because like, as if I could handle it, I'm not handling it very well. And I didn't ask for this either. And now I'm angry and I'm offended and I'm annoyed at that person. I, I think they're insensitive. They're a bad person. They're so unthoughtful. And because they said that comment that they didn't know would make me so you know angry or they were, they were just saying something, um, now I have let them, with their comment, ruin my day because of how I'm thinking about what they said. And so I really just want to encourage you that you you do have a little bit more control over your emotions and feelings than you realize. And this is not, it's not easy because I'm continually doing this work every single day. I feel like I'm self-coaching myself all the time. I'm constantly like, looking at myself, becoming more aware of, okay, I'm really angry right now, or I'm really frustrated right now. But I have not, I don't blame. I have come away from blaming other people. Instead of saying that person shouldn't have said that, I say, okay, that person said that. What am I thinking about what they said that is making me feel this way? What am I, what am I putting on what they said as true for myself? What am I making it mean? And so if somebody said to me that God knew you could handle it, but I couldn't, and I could think that 
you can't handle it right now because you have not been given this trial to to deal with. I am given the strength from God because it is my trial now. And I don't necessarily feel like I'm doing a good job handling it. I don't feel like I... Um, like I, I didn't think before Aria died that I would be able to do this, but I'm still taking steps forward. And yeah, God has given me the strength now. And so from that place, I have a little bit more compassion for them and knowledge that they don't truly understand and that it's okay. Like I can respond to that person with more love, knowing that they don't fully understand what it's like to be me. And also knowing that I don't understand what it's like to be them with their own seen or unseen trials. And through this whole process of like leading with curiosity, compassion for yourself, compassion for others, I can take more responsibility for my own emotions and thoughts and then the less strongly I react to what people say. So I want to give an example like that it might be difficult to understand what the example I used, but say somebody came up to you and told you that you are a blue monkey and you're like, okay, really? What if you could do that with everything everybody said? Unless like you get to decide if you want to make meaning out of it or not. So some things are really important that you want to hear from people. Some opinions you want to hear and some opinions you want to learn from and be guided by and maybe corrected in. But everybody has their own opinions in this world. Everybody has their own thoughts of what you should do and how you should be or shouldn't be. And I feel like so much emotional turmoil in my grief or even in other people's grief, but I would say for mine and in my life comes from, you know, like me making meaning out of what other people say and making it mean more than it needs to. And so when I can do the work on my own thoughts and really have more um, agency over my emotional capacity and my emotional roller coaster rather than riding the emotional roller coaster because this person said that or this person thinks this. If I can take everything, like everyone's telling me that I'm a blue monkey, and I'm like, well, that's fine that you think that because I know I'm not a blue monkey. Um, it's so much, such a smoother emotional roller coaster if <laughs> if it can get smoother so if you can understand that your thoughts about what they are saying are creating what you feel you can begin to hold these thoughts and then decide if that's what you want to think or not it's okay to decide that you do want to think that I think it's super important to acknowledge that that you don't have to change your thoughts um, sometimes it's feels like too much work in the moment and you just really want to sit in that place for a little while um, and that's okay too. But to start acknowledging that that is what is creating the the emotion and not what the person said. So then we can take it from victim mentality, victim mode, to kind of taking agency and responsibility for your own life and not being um, led by what everybody else said or like um, your emotions being dictated by everyone else in your life. Because you really, really have more control over your emotions than you realize, even though it can feel difficult, even though it can feel like you don't have control. I totally get it. I I know so well 
how much I, I have felt in my past that my emotions have ruled my life, that I was um, kind of victim to what I was feeling in some way. Um, and really being able to capture those thoughts and to understand that that's where they're coming from has changed my life. And so I hope this little this little thought, this little blip will help you see and start to um, help you get more curious with yourself, help you lean into curiosity with your emotions and instead of blaming everyone else for how you're feeling, start looking inside and, and seeing where it's coming from. So anyways, that was a really fun episode because I think it's super important. I think we all get so hung up on what other people said, including me, and I just I just think it's really great. So I just want to say tonight I have a coaching call, which I'm super excited about. It's one of my favorite things to do is to work closely with you and um, kind of navigate your grief journey, what you're going through right now, and how we can use tools and different techniques to make things easier so you can thrive instead of just survive because most people are just surviving in grief and after loss and I truly believe that it's possible to, to thrive again. I have found it in my own life and I know that it's possible for you as well. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching with me, just message me on Instagram and I'd love to chat with you and share your, share the info with you. I have a few spots open, so just message me and I'd love to connect. Take care. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cultivated Family Podcast. While this episode is over, you can continue to join me in conversation on Instagram or Facebook at Cultivated Family. I would love to see you there.